So this it guy was, was anywhere was from fiction. 13 to 46 years old, okay? He had a ship named Fancy with his, his co-captain Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Tell me more. That's the intro. Like That's the intro right there. Please. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. It's Steve, along with the other Steve. Buonanotte. And Ryan. Oh, that was very... Oh, it's been... There's no carbonation. It's Rogue Dead Guy. I'm Rogue, I'm very upset. There's no carbonation to this. That Rogue Dead Guy's dead, buddy. As as advertised. Yeah, that, that carb's dead. That was very unsatisfying. Hell yeah, I'm not man. a big fan of Rogue Dead Guy. I got it one time, and... Wait, wait. Uh, there we go. Ah, uh, yeah, you just had to work it out. Well, uh, I just opened up a second one. <laughs> I've, I've heard that Do you not like... drink fail beers? <laughs> this fucking fail beer. I don't drink fail beers. If you don't pop, Listen, I don't drop. All I'm saying is, for this episode, I did get three ready. <laughs> he's just he's just throwing them out the window, like, just... Ugh. Uh, no, listen, I thought it appropriate to get nice and smashed on uh, Dead Guy Ale being it kind of looks like a certain Johnny so, Roger flag, so you're, skeleton guy. So you're getting loaded during a, a pirate episode, right? <laughs> I wish I had fucking grog. Well, grog is anything you drink. Hey! Yeah, it used to mean something specific. Steve, what did, just kind of like riot juice. What did grog mean, Steve? I think it was rum. I think... Yeah, I think it was just, like, very, like, watered-down, like, rum. Let me look it up here. Watered-down rum. That yep. sounds disgusting. Yep, yep. Spirits mixed with water. Actually, that would make, like, good whiskey grog. Because, you know, certain yeah, whiskeys you are actually supposed to water down, so... Yeah, drop of water in that bad boy. Yep. Yeah, show. you're supposed to either uh, have it on the rocks or... Have you ever had mulled some... wine, by the way? Because that came up and people also search for, and it is... Mm. Malt wine? Mold. Mold oh, wine. Mold? Mold. I'm surprised your uh, your father in law isn't big into the mold wine since he was making mead. It's warmer, hot, spiced wine. It's fucking good. It's interesting. Yeah, it's very good. Um, you know. You know. You know what else? You know, who, uh, you know Yeah, you know who else drinks a lot? Pirates. Pirates. Let's talk about a pirate. Yay, and, pirates! And today, today we're going to talk about the, the the. You could almost say he's the king of the pirates. <laughs> he listen. He is what every kid was at Halloween when he was a generic pirate. They were this guy. I feel like Ryan and they I were should all just Henry do, Avery. I feel like Ryan and I should just do the stereotypical pirate voice for the rest of the episode. Yar, what do you mean? Yar. And you say he was a, not a fan of the women. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yar. <laughs> he worked with what was available. Um, so Henry Avery, though, um, he, he's one of the OG pirates. Um, he was alive during the 17th century. We're not entirely sure when he was born, um, but the, the most commonly believed date that he was born on was August 20th, 1659, mm. in the village of Newton Ferrers. 
um, which is about uh, six miles from um, Plymouth, uh, Devon, England. So what, he did a birth certificate? What's the deal with this? Is he an illegal immigrant? Well, it's one of those things where because he was a pirate, they're not entirely sure exactly who he was. Yeah. Oh, man. Because a lot of pirates operated under um, sort of aliases. Um, but it seems that Avery, though, like he Jeff just Bezos. operated under his own name. You gonna tell me Blackbeard wasn't that pirate's real name? That was an alias. I'm no, that when sure his when he, when he was born, his dad was like, <laughs> his mom was his like, dad, "Hey, we're gonna call him Oliver," and he's like, "No, he's Blackbeard all time." Like, no, no, devil. I've woman. got six pence on his name. He has to be his, Blackbeard. He was his born name's... with a full beard that was on fire with the little wicks in it, just born like that. <laughs> his name's gonna be Blackbeard. He's gonna drink for free at every pub he goes to. <laughs> What's your name? Blackbeard. Uh, this one's on the house. What a fucking name he's got. <laughs> Look at this man here. Absolute lad he is. <laughs> absolute unit. <laughs> well, isn't... So, uh, Henry Every is the absolute unit, right? Yeah, every or Avery. It's kind of hard to tell because it's in like old English. Yeah. Well, so let's we get a, it's, on, it's, like, a it's like right high now. middle English. I only know one English person, and I say we call him up right now and ask him how to pronounce everything, and then we go oh off my that. God. <laughs> He's our photo friend. Um, a, a lot of this comes from sort of doing some some work on trying to find out who he was um, in parish records from that area. Um, suggests that he's the son of a, a John Avery and Ann Avery. Hmm. And it's believed that he also might have been related to um, the Avery family of Devon, um, who had um, a castle um, in that region called Wycroft Castle. Hmm. Um, and, and also, too, um, we'll find out in part two because um, this is a two-part episode, um, Ooh, that two some part. of his crewmen actually did get captured and did testify. And a member of his crew um, said um, that Avery was about 40 years old in his testimony. Um, and, and this was in um, August of 1696. And that he said that Avery's mother lived near Plymouth and that his, um, about his, his wife... openly in court. Yeah, and his wife was a periwig seller who lived in who lived on Ratcliffe Highway, which was sort of in that area. That kind of sounds like an old world British insult. Your mom's a periwig seller who lives on Ratcliffe Highway. I mean, it's a it's a wig, right? It's basically just, a periwig is just a wig, right? Yeah, but but wigs were also popular in that period because we're also in like the late seventeenth century. Okay, so she sold wigs. Okay. Yeah, but she lives, um, she lives also it, lives on Ratcliffe Highway. That's the complete insult right there. <laughs> Have you been to that place? It's worse than fucking Jersey. <laughs> it's worse. It's the worst. It just it just constantly gets that like Friday like ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and from these records, we can kind of confer that he was married to a um, a Dorothy Arthur, um, who lived at St Duke's Place in London. And they, they married on, um, or they married at St. Duke's Place in London on September 11th, 1690. Saint there it is again, 9-11. Sitting <laughs> all over history. St. Duke's? Yeah, St. James. James Duke's Place. Okay, okay, I was going to say, St. Duke's? 
I, I zoned out at Duke because all I heard was St. James Place. I thought they were playing Monopoly. <laughs> it sounded like they got married in the South. Duke's Place. <laughs> um, and, and we have no evidence that he had children. You trying to say he was a failure as a man? <laughs> no, he was, you know, Steve, he was dedicated to his work. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. What is it? Look, when you're a pirate, you have kids. Sometimes you got to sacrifice them to the mermen. I mean, you got to get through. Hey, I've, seen, I've seen the lighthouse. I know how this goes. <laughs> um, and. Uh, early on, since he was quite a big figure in his time, um, his earliest um, biography was in 1709, um, and it's called The Life and Adventures of Captain John Avery by London J. Baker. Um, and in this, it states that Baker was born in 1653 in Catdown, Plymouth. Um, but this, all, all of this sort of seems to be incorrect, because a lot of this isn't really known. Um, and, and it's also been suggested by some... Um, that his birth might have been in 1665, but that also is an error. Huh. Um, and, and a lot of confusion comes that there was this um, this Dutch guy um, who wrote like sort of a biography of him, um, and, and he wrote it um, at this time, sort of around the same time, um, under the name of Adrian van uh, Broek, um, and he he sort of talks about like how he had been held prisoner by Avery's crew aboard his ship, which was called the Fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Wait, he that claims was his ship's that, name? Yeah, the, they, they eventually name it the Fancy, which we'll get it's to this the episode. Fancy. Okay. Yeah, well, um, yeah, he had a small ship called the Iggy Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> the Iggy and the Fancy. <laughs> and he, he claims that Avery's father was a trading captain who had served in the Royal Navy so yeah, he, had, um, he had a, a of, sailing genetics. Yeah, but a lot of this is is seen to be um, false. So what the? <laughs> See, because back then, Ryan, anybody could anybody could just put anything in a book, and then just I'm just talking about the out. last ten minute build up to be like, so basically everything I just told you was false, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was all lie. Everything before this was it, a lie. Right. So this it guy was, was anywhere was from thirteen to forty six years old. Okay. <laughs> He had a ship named Fancy with his his co-captain Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Tell me more. That's the intro. I like him. That's the intro right there. Please, please, Done. Ryan. First mate is Iggy Azalea. I want to. I want to. First mate. <laughs> I would like to acknowledge that Ryan just just did the intro. There was Mark. What time is it? Oh, <laughs> Mark. Ten forty-seven. All right, ten forty-seven. Is... Mark. <laughs> This is this is as close as the last time where you're just gonna not even have to edit it. Oh my god! Um, and and there was also another popular biography um, that that claimed that his nickname or his actual name um, was Benjamin Bridgman. <laughs> Let's stay with Henry Avery. It sounds like a better pirate name than Benjamin. Um, ben, and, and Benny Bridges. And it, it claimed that Henry Avery was an alias, but this is most likely not true. Uh, most scholars have sort of debunked this. Was this like um, a bunch of people trying to like, like trying to shit on him and bring him down? Or like, was he still to... alive and trying to evade capture? Well, he 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 is. I, I will just spoil this and say he is never actually caught. He is one of the like 
most famous like fugitives that has never been caught. Like what? no one knows what happened. He could to him. still like, be around Palmer. now in South America. Yeah, he's just like DB Cooper. You know, he's <laughs> hanging down in South America with Tupac. I'm gonna jump yeah, out of this Pablo boat. Escobar for a while. Pablo Escobar, the most wanted man in the world, taking a picture with his kid in front of the White House. Incredible. Unbelievable. <laughs> the entire world looking for this man. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna take a picture in front of your uh, president's house. What? I think that picture might have been taken before. Anyway. One of the things, too, about this, like, why him having, a, like, a birth name that's different than Henry Avery is most likely false. Because when Henry Avery was in the British Navy, which he was originally in the Royal Navy, he signed up under his own name. So okay. we know that Henry Avery is, like, a real person, and he does have, like, a legitimate business um, sort of connection up to a point that's related to him becoming a pirate. Okay. So we can trace um, back his piratage. And, and we also know that he used um, uh, sort of the nickname of Bridgman as, like, an alias um, while he was committing piracy. <laughs> I'll never I give never out believe you. my real name. I always say Benny Bridgman. <laughs> I will never reveal the Henry Avery secret. <laughs> Who's Henry Avery, sir? <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to do any dealings with Mr. Avery. I'm Mr. Bridgman. And then, and then he just shoots the guy who asked that question. <laughs> Fucking pulls out a blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> and I only know what that is because I played Sea of Thieves. <laughs> um... So, Avery was most likely a sailor from his youth. Um, he, he served on a bunch of, like, Royal Navy ships, is believed to be um, what happened, which is which is probably pretty common, you know, as, as we've seen from, from sort of past people we've talked about, that within Britain, you can very easily as a child, you know, just sign up and join sort of a military detachment. Like, so, the other thing that, I, that kind of blew my mind, that during... World War II, apparently there were kids younger than 18 <clears throat> signing up for the military and somehow getting in. So, like, some of the people that landed on D-Day at Normandy Beach weren't even 18 years old. And yeah. it just blew my mind, because I'm thinking to myself, they're at least, like, 23, 24? Nope, they're, like, 16. Yeah, people lied about their age pretty often um, to join the military and stuff War like too? that. My grandfather lied about his age. He was uh, 16, said he was 18. Uh, they let him in. Then they kicked him out. They like didn't kick him out, but they basically just said, "No, you're not old enough." He left, and then waited and came back. Hmm. They they also let people sign up at 17 because my grandfather signed up at 17. The uh, the the nuns essentially told him that you know you're you're not going to do anything good with your life, so you might as well just you know join the military. Well, I would like See, to say with the military. I would like Keep to say my grandfather was. I'm going to send you. <laughs> So she told me that at 17, she could send me. (laughs) It's like, what? My grandfather, the story, as far as I can tell anyway, he just was, he was a proud American man. Like, that's really all it came down to. It it must have started young, you know? Mm -hmm. And he just, he wanted to go. So he went early. That's the story anyway. I mean, it probably helped that they lived in near poverty, like near abject poverty. And Mm -hmm. he needed some money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure that was part of the equation, but oh, yeah. Sure. Well, well, that was like my great grandfather signing up for the army um, in World War One, and he ended up doing like two tours of duty, 
and and his whole thing was just like he came from like a poor farming family outside of Syracuse, New York. And he was like, well, like being in the army is better than farming. And he put down as his profession when he joined the army is boxing because he was an amateur boxer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, sir? I box. I punch things. <laughs> Phineas Ford, I am. <clears throat> um, in. In Von Broek's, um like fictional memoir of um, of Avery, he he claims that Avery was with the English fleet when they um, bombarded Algiers in 1671, and that he had been in like the Caribbean, sort of being as like a buccaneer, and also serving on other other ships during that period. But it seems very unlikely. Okay. You know who's a buccaneer? Tom Brady. Listen, do you know how many people have asked him. me if I'm going to be a Tampa Bay Bucks fan now? And I'm just like, no, you fucking assholes. That's, I'm not from goddamn Tampa. I'm from Boston. What the fuck? <laughs> no, but Tom Brady's that's like, going here. <laughs> that's okay. like asking a Chicago Bulls fan, are you going to become a Washington Wizards fan now that Michael Jordan is on the team? <laughs> yeah, the yeah we're all like, moving. We're all moving to Washington. Yeah, you know, it's Tom Brady family. You're going to pack it up, go down to Tampa. See Gotta go where Boston. the Jordan goes. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the J. Uh, um, so a lot of a lot of the substantiated uh, reports and records we have of Avery sort of come from uh, around March 1689. <laughs> About time you start telling us the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this is turned into the fucking Alex Jones hour. <laughs> The globalists. <laughs> I want the truth about Henry Avery. Now, just just that clip of um, him on Joe Rogan, sort of explaining how he how he thinks the world works, with the oh, one theme <laughs> from Dave Sex playing in the background, where he's talking about how like these people from a lower dimension they want to come up to a higher dimension. You know, they're fighting the shadow war with the shadow people. Oh my god! I love when Joe Rogan like said something to him. He's like, "Yeah, I gotta be honest, I'm kind of retarded." Yeah. Oh my god, that was the best. The best thing he said. It was the only honest thing he said the entire episode. I was like, I was like "Holy shit, dude!" Talk about some uh, introspection there. Holy shit, man. Um, so the the Nine Years' War is this conflict that exists between England and its allies, which was um, Bavaria, the Dutch Republic. Um, the, pa- the Palatinate, um, Saxony, and Spain against France. So it's essentially most of like Western Europe like dogpiling on France in this war. And this was sort of just to stop France from expanding. Um, and around this time, Avery is in his 30s. Um, and he had been working as a midshipman um, aboard a British ship called the HMS Rupert. The HMS Rupert. Are you taking um, notes? <laughs> I got a book report doing this in the morning. <laughs> well, I thought there was a test at the end. All right. We should start having a test. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna make these make these powerpoints available? You know. In <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part about Steve is he over prepares for every episode, so he has this like PowerPoint with like transitions and animations. <laughs> There's he's audio. Got, like, slide, you get like star, a, star all swipes. Trends, all the different kinds of trends. Yeah, star swipes. He actually <laughs> DJs the PowerPoint. He has different songs for different parts to change, you know, for dramatic effect. I heard he has interpretive dance routines for some of these, but I haven't seen those yet. That's when he says he has to go to the bathroom. That's when I cut those out. Those are copyright. 
Um, and and Avery during his his sort of like uh, official British naval career is somewhat seen as like a family man. Um, one of the records shows that he quote unquote spent little of his wages on extras such as tobacco, and regularly consigned his pay to his family. Hmm. Okay. Um, and in 1689, his ship helped capture a large French convoy off of uh, Brest, um, France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought we were going to joke about that, didn't you? <laughs> I was going to let that that's go. That's why you stopped, didn't and, you? And, and after, this, uh, after this victory, he was promoted to master mate, um, which is sort of like a high-ranking position on a ship. Um, so it's not like, quite first mate, though, then, right? Yeah, and, and as a master mate, like... If this was Star Trek, he'd be one of the people you actually care about. Like he wouldn't be one of the guys that gets sent on a mission to die. He'd, so he'd be, be like, like the, the the big beast creature with the fucked up forehead. Yeah, he'd be like Worf. Yeah, Worf. he has a name. I don't know his fucking name. Hi, uh, uh, Captain Picard. It's me, the big fucked up beast character with the thing on his forehead. Listen, yeah, I okay. Yeah. Listen, these are the I'm the chief security officer. Thank you Worf. for the. Thanks for the update, Mr. Big-Ass Beast with the thing on his forehead. <laughs> Listen, these, these, are Star Trek, these are Star Trek characters that I know. Worf, or, or as I knew him, the guy with the fucked up thing on his forehead. Um, uh, reading Rainbow Guy. Look, blind. it's Rosacea, um, all right? Okay, Rosacea. Reading Rainbow Guy, who's blind. Um, reading the, Rainbow Guy. <laughs> you didn't even call him Kente Kunta. <laughs> yeah, Kunta Kente. <laughs> or Kunta Kente, yes. Uh, Data, and then uh, the bald guy. The bald white guy, Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, you know <laughs> the white guy's name. I know his real name. I don't know his name in the show. Hey, hey. Worf has a very important job, and that's to be beat up and owned by everybody they encounter to show that they're actually a threat. <laughs> <laughs> this guy overpowered bald, uh, the big guy with the fucked up forehead. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? We can't fight him. He could walk right through the ship in space. He doesn't even need air. If my grandfather listens so, to this, just man. these last five minutes, he's, he'd fucking beat my ass. Just come over and hit you with a shillelagh. <laughs> no, he'd start smacking me around with the Star Trek VHSs that he's got. <laughs> That's like 60 lashes right there. He's going to hit you yeah, with bro. each tape. Half an episode per tape. <laughs> HD. Like seven tapes. Going with those Sister Superior rules. Oh, oh God. Man, yeah. Dude, we had a nun that had the, uh, the arch, ouch stick. The arch penguin over here. I think I've talked about it before. We had a nun that had the ouch stick. She wasn't allowed to hit every. I think every Catholic school had. The, she wasn't the allowed stick. to hit you with it. In when I was going to school, so it was like 1990 when I had her. So like she was not allowed to hit people with it, but she would like bring you up in front of the class, and you were a dumb kid, so you swore that you were about to just get like hit with the plank by Henry Avery and my, instead she just would tap your bottom and tell you to go sit down. Now imagine my, my she did friend, that today. They'd be in they'd be in arms. It'd be on cell phone. My videos. friend her dad who who is like probably about he he's about the same age as like think the relative age of our dads. Um he went to a Jesuit school and he said that at one point like they used to like just like play pranks and like just be like terrible in class. And at one point one of the Jesuits ripped the top part of the the lectern off and just swung it at them. Well, that's see. Holy shit. The thing about Jesuits is they're crazy. <laughs> so, you know. That's 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 fucking ridiculous. Jesuits are the ones that got into like apothecarianism, I think, and you know, so they could have been on TRT, like early forms of it. 
<laughs> just Joe Rogan with big heads, you know. Show me the video. I'm glad that those guys don't really come like Show door me the to door like strip. the fucking Jer- uh, 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 St. Jamie, can you bring up the passage of the Bible that that's in? Bring that up. <laughs> he just goes to the Apocrypha about some, like, saint that, like... That, like, fought off, like, a bunch of, like, apes. Like, it was one of those, like, men's life magazines where the guy's getting ripped apart by, like, weasels. Oh, man, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In in late June of 1690, Avery would transfer under Captain, um, under Captain Wheeler on the HMS Albemarle. And he participated in the Battle of, of Beachyhead. Um, against the French, uh, French two weeks later, um, but this would end up being like an English loss. <laughs> My name's Henry Avery. I'm on the 90-gun HMS Albemarle, and I, part- I participated in the Battle of Beachyhead. British and words just—they just don't sound good. Yeah, sometimes, beachy. sometimes they just—they just sound ridiculous. It, it's just that Simpsons bit where they're like, where they said it's a bullfrog. It's like we call them hopping pollywoggers. <laughs> it's just that, but just like transferred to an entire nation of people. You're saying that all British people are hopping pollywoggers, bro? Take no, it I'm down just a bit. That, Take like, it down a bit. I'm just saying oh. that level of like 1700s, like like sort of British talk just got transferred to an entire nation and that's our entire identity. We don't speak a language here, we speak a can't. <laughs> uh. um, but in August, on August 29th of that year, um, Avery was discharged from the Royal Navy. Oh, he sounded like he liked the Navy though. Um, but after he, he discharged, um, he became involved with the Atlantic slave trade. Dot. Oh, what? Well, That's it. I'm out. We're done. I'm out. Canceled. And for that reason, I'm out. And so, how do we usually end this? He was a man of contrast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this this isn't like the entirety of his career. It's just like a portion of it. Um, oh well, that's so. Good. Af- after <laughs> he's discharged from the Royal Navy, um, he he just sort of goes on to work within the Royal African Company, um. Which, which had the monopoly on the English slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and under this system, it made it illegal to sell slaves without a license. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this navy... <laughs> well, at least sort of the like, slavers are registered down. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're on the up and up, and we can vet them. Jesus, the, what are, like, like they're fucking alligator tags. Like, what, <laughs> this is terrible. What the fuck? Um, so hit, they would sort of, like, troll the coast of West Africa... Um, to make sure that people are compliant. Um, and unlicensed slaving would happen, um, and it would be, like, very like very lucrative for the people who took part in it, sort of like this black market trade in slaves. Right. Um, so these, um, the, these interlopers were fairly common, um, and what they would do was they would just sort of intercept them. Huh, um, they would and it, pirate them. Yeah, and in 1693, um, Avery is is identified in the journal of an agent named um, Captain Thomas Phillips um, of, of Hannibal, um, who who was on like the slaving mission, and he said, "I have I have nowhere upon the coast met the Negroes so shy as here, which makes me fancy they have had tricks played them by such blades as Long Ben, alias Avery." 
who have seized them and carried them away, which they believe is Avery. Long Ben. <laughs> um, and, and it's also believed that what Avery would do um, is that he would um, that he would lure um, potential slave traders onto a ship by flying friendly colors, and then he would seize the, the slave traders themselves um, and then just sort of take them as prisoners along with the slaves that they had. Ha! Gotcha, bitch! <clears throat> so it was like the biggest bait car in history. <laughs> bait and switch. Biggest the bait ship. So, um, is it... He was just Captain running the Phillips... boat scam off Guinea. <laughs> is Captain Phillips also the American captain who got captured by Somalian pirates? Like, yes. a decade or so ago? That fucking but, name. If, you get, if your name is Thomas Phillips, stay away from ships. Just stay away yeah, from stay, ships. Yeah, stay away from ships, stay away from African coasts. <laughs> um, and then also, um, Captain Phillips also write... Um, that, that he had um, that that he had encountered um, Avery before uh, under slave trading under this uh, under the commission from a, a man named Isaac Richier, um, who was the unpopular governor of Bermuda at that time, um, and and Richier would be like moved from his like he he would be fired from his post due to corruption. Wait, they actually would fire people for corruption back then? What happened? Yeah, like. Now? It's just like when a lot it's of people, politically inconvenient, you know. Like, a lot of people don't know it, but Columbus actually got arrested multiple times by the Spanish for the crimes he committed. Mm-hmm. Because his, his practices were so abhorrent, even the Spanish arrested him. And he, he kept on getting the royal family to sort of give him a pardon. Now, we told yeah, just you... Just one more, I promise it will happen you again. before, he's gonna be okay. They're just like the Susan Collins of, of royal families. Now he he's learned his lesson this time. We think. Just give me one more chance, please. Just one more chance. <laughs> I won't beat any more natives. He just he just gives them the puppy dog eyes, and they're just like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. Come on, I found a whole new continent for you. Nobody's ever been there before. Nobody's ever <laughs> the been gold's, there. The gold's gonna come in. Look, there's these suckers there. The Taino. We're gonna take <laughs> care of it. Um, but but a lot of this period, like a lot of his involvement with the slave trade, is not really like well known or documented. It, it's just sort of conjecture from records. So we don't know if this is actually Avery. All right, damn. It. All right, you know what, Steve? I'm gonna need some actual <laughs> facts coming in here. <laughs> um. So in in 1693, a bunch of investors in London, um, led by a man named Sir James uh, Hublon who was a, um, he, he was like a, a very like well-known, wealthy merchant. Oh, this is um, who he trusts, a bunch of capitalists. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and he, he assembles this venture, which he calls the Spanish Expenditure Shipping. Venture capitalists, even better. And, and, <laughs> and sort of the idea is, is that it would be four warships, um, which would be the, the Pink Seventh Sun, um, and the frigates Dove, um, which was uh, commanded by William Dampier, who was a well-known navigator at that time, was the second mate. Um, the the James and the Charles II, um, which was named after Charles II of Spain. Okay. And essentially what happened was, because Spain is an ally of England, Charles II, who, if, if you're familiar with the Habsburgs, he's like usually the example given of like inbreeding. 
Yeah, yeah he's, he's, the, he's that he's, picture with the long chin, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he He's like the one that can like barely live. Oh, so yeah, do it, do it. He's the Castilian Jay Leno. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they're... <laughs> their, their job. Welcome to Barcelona. We're here in Barcelona. Barcelona. Have you have you seen my car collection yet? <laughs> He's the Castilian <laughs> J Leno. The Castilian James Leno. Thank you, Castilian James Leno. The SS um, bad joke. So, and the idea is is that these four ships are going to go to the French, yeah. go to the West Indies, and prey on French vessels there. Okay. Um, so th- they would essentially be privateers. They would go to the Spanish West Indies. Now, privateer conduct- is is a is a bad word, right? Can we elaborate? Well, no, a privateer is like a pirate, but they're a pirate for a government. I thought that was a corsair. No, uh, a corsair is a type of ship. No, it's a, it's definitely a type of pirate, but it's uh, a corsair is like a type of pirate, but a privateer is a pirate who works for a government. Okay, like they they have a they have a writ kind from the, the government, like a license essentially that lets them be a privateer. So he's like so the, he's like the opposite of what their name would imply. He's like Blackwater kind of. Okay. Yeah, like around the time that like the Somali pirate stuff like picked up. There were a number of, like, libertarians who were kind of, like, petitioning the government to bring this back. What? You know, to just like, let, they like, wanted to be with... privateers to go out and find Somalis? <laughs> yeah, just to be, like, guys on boats wow. with guns and to shoot at, like, this is Somali our ship. pirates. No, no it's way. not. Oh, and then just <laughs> fucking, uh, what's-his-name, George Pappard comes out. Get him, Rita, you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. some of these clowns, like... Oh my! This God. is the generation that made Airwolf, dude. They wanna, they wanna do some good things. They tried to have a coup in Venezuela recently. Remember how that went? Can you imagine them trying to protect ships? No, no. <laughs> I love, I love Robert Evans to sort of take like if you're gonna do every a time coup, you guys say gonna fucking do a military Robert invasion. Ugh. Every time you say like, Robert Evans, I think of the Patton Oswalt bit of Robert <laughs> Evans, like the movie star that was all coked up. That's all I ever yeah. think of. <laughs> Of behind the bastards fame, Robert Evans. Like don't don't drink before you launch an invasion of a of a sovereign nation as a mercenary. And don't live tweet it. What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> oh yeah. Just boarded the ship, taking a ship before I kill the Somali. Just landed on the beach, hashtag D Day, like what the fuck? <laughs> um, Imagine What are you doing, guys? <laughs> and, and the Ventures mission was that they were to sail to the Spanish West Indies. Um, and there they would um, they would conduct trade. Um, they would supply the Spanish with arms, and they would recover treasure from wrecked galleons um, while they attacked like sort of like French possessions and vessels um, within their mission. Okay. Um, and, and the investors also they they promised to pay pretty well. Um, it stipulated that they were guaranteed a monthly wage um, that would be paid every six months throughout their deployment. And that their first month's pay would be paid in advance. Oh, okay. That's a good deal. That's not bad. Um, and, and Hublon, he, he went aboard the, the ships and he met with the crew. And he reassured them of their pay. And on um, all of their wages were paid on August 1st, 1693, um, before the mission started. Hmm. Hmm. Um, 
And because because Avery did have naval experience, he was promoted to first mate um, when he joined the expedition. What ship was he on? Um, I believe he was on Charles II. Okay. It was an odd-looking ship. It it looked like uh, the product of two other ships that were combined. I mean, it was was a frigate, right? Yeah, he was 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 on a frigate. That was an incest joke, dude. Come on, man. Oh, um, dog. I'm, I'm like thinking this literally right now. I was actually trying to learn something. For <laughs> so what, what ship was he on? And that was a frigate, right? There were two similar know. ships like made at the same factory. They, they just kind of combined. and It was a ship with like a really big mast on it. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the head of the, the sort of expedition... <laughs> Was Admiral um, Sir Don Arturo O'Byrne. Arturo um, O'Byrne. Wait, what? He was. He was, a, he was he's, a um, he's an Irish Spaniard. That's yeah, right. he was an he was an Irish nobleman who had previously served served um, in the Spanish Navy Marine. Irishman. Admiral, Admiral Don Don Arturo O'Byrne. <laughs> oh man, that's great. I love that. Uh, that's, a, that's a hell of a combination I have never, ever thought to put together. Oh, man. Um, and and sort of it was due from the start, um, because one of the members of the crew, uh, Sir William Phipps, um, he died while their ship was still in port. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even make it out of sea. <laughs> Don't worry, William, so, I'm sure I'll be home. <laughs> so so John, John Strong dies, like, right off the bat, and he's replaced... Um, by Captain um, Charles Gibson, um, and, and Mel's this, like great great grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> you know he was just up on deck, Raving you know, screaming about, about you know black people and Jews <laughs> eating bread off the floor yeah. like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in in August of 1693, they they set sail. Um, they go down the River Thames um, en route to Spain, and their their journey is to lead them to the Spanish city of Corona. Or Caruna, which is in the northern part of Spain. Okay. Hmm. Um, the the journey was supposed to take two weeks, um, but they it took them five months to get there. Jesus, what the fuck? You know, it's funny. Um, tonight I ordered uh, Postmates. I uh, I got some little Greek. It's so good. Anyway, we ordered Postmates, and uh, I was looking at the map once the guy picked up the order, and like about a like a little bit of the way away from the restaurant he had pulled into like some development and then just sat there for like 12 minutes on the map oh he was picking up weed yeah he was either i mean he was like a 68 year old man looking like guy on the, on the <laughs> thing so i don't know if he was he might have been getting it for his glaucoma but he uh 12 minutes he was definitely he was there for like 12 minutes and then it he was he was almost 10 minutes late with my order right now i'm not normally a stickler for that right but then i get the order and it's missing one whole entree so I call the restaurant, and they're like, "Sometimes Postmates drivers stop and eat our food." <laughs> what? That's what they said to me. I mean, I got the refund through Postmates, but anyway, I just figured, you know, I, well, I had a kind of a Henry Every experience, you know. Just yeah, these pirates just, eating your food. It took them five the months they, to get me my food, and they're eating it. <laughs> just the fact that they they tell you that, and then they give you a refund, makes them, you know, like the absolute boys of like. I can't believe that. Yeah, I was I was blown of, away of like this experience, but that just shows how like terrible like Postmates is. I'm never using it really, again. Never, and, not and, ever. And again. I don't, 
Hey, I don't he really... just ruined any sponsorship we would have had. Fuck Postmates. <laughs> I will never fucking sponsor yeah, I by Postmates. I won't, Fuck them. We won't, we won't work with them. We'll, we'll start up a Patreon before we take uh, See, sponsors. Because Uber, if you get Uber Eats, I don't know if Henry ever knew about Uber Eats, but if you get Uber Eats, they put a sticker on your thing so you know they can't open it on the way over. Well, you know what, I'm Steve? pretty sure the 60-year-old man smoked his weed and then ate my wife's fucking falafel pita. <laughs> you know, he probably you know, opened it. He was disappointed by the food. Too. Son of a bitch! No, dude, little Greek, Mwah, chef yeah, little fingers Greek is, oh. is good, dude. They, yeah. I'd sit there and just hand him my credit card and have him just funnel Spanakopita in my mouth. Oh my god! But you know what? You know what, Steve? Henry Avery may not have heard of Postmates, but I'll tell you what he did hear about: Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me he had a ship full of erect pirates? <laughs> yeah. He also... I, I forget what the name of it is, but there's also the Ball Shaver is also popular now on uh, podcasts. Yeah, it's basically the opposite of what Chuck Liddell used to shill back in the day, the well, head I, shaver. It's a Ball Shaver. I, I listen... First of all, there's no the, easy way to shave the balls, okay? You, you just got, use a razor. No, you got to be careful down there, regardless of what it is. So you're, you can't... Not, you, just use a razor in the shower, man. You can use, like a, you razor can use blade? a regular face razor. No, yeah, like a regular like a face three. razor. I just, I just got like... Yeah. That's like the manliest story ever. How'd you shave your balls, bro? Fucking razor blade in the shower? That's, I, the, yeah, real shit, it works. Because I shave my arms, because I have... Full sleeve tattoos. All right, we're getting way so, too piratey here. We need to, why did it take five months to get out of the Thames? We don't. We don't. Well, we don't know Traffic? why it took them five months on this like pleasure <laughs> cruise to Corona. Traffic. But well, when they when they get there, they don't have the legal documents ready for them for them to like go and sail. So they don't even have their like writ of passage of privateer ship ready. Yeah, they they're, five they're, fucking they're months. They can't even get it ready. <laughs> So while they're, months, what are they doing? While, while they're in port, um, the documents um, the, the documents don't arrive run? after months of them waiting, and the the sailors themselves are you know they're they're not happy because they're not getting any money in, and they're unable to find alternative like sources of employment while they're in port. So they're essentially prisoners. Okay. Um, so so after a few months, the the men they petition the captain um, for pay. Um, and and they they want the pay that since their employment began. So they oh, want okay. they want it backdated. Yeah, but but a problem for the captain is is that he realizes that if he pays them this back pay, they'll no longer be tied to the ship, and they could have just left. Mm-hmm. Um, so he denies their petition. Um, and, and two, the the wives of the men also began petitioning um, uh, Hubon back in um, England, um, but but they essentially fail. Um, so the the sailors themselves begin to get like desperate, and they sort of believe that they're going to be sold into slavery to the Spanish. No, the slavers become the slaves. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> You know what they need? Or you would be more probably like. Bah, 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 bah. I'll tell you what they need. Yeah, you need that Jamaican air horn. You know what they need? Is <laughs> the, I have one in the other room. I'm gonna go get it. They need. Uh, they need some libertarians to protect them. That's what they need right now. Oh my god! Not some some schooners. Well, no, the the libertarians would just be like, "Well, you aren't working, so you shouldn't be paid. This is just socialism." <laughs> 
I feel I feel for the owners of this company. They're the ones who put down the money for this. They wouldn't have this opportunity if it wasn't for the owners. Oh my god, I hate that. God, I but hate on May first, um, they were preparing to leave uh, Karuna, and, and the men demanded that they get their um, six months of pay, or they would strike. They strike? Don't, isn't that called a mutiny? Uh, well, they, they're not taking over the ship. They're just refusing to, you know, work the ship. When there's a mutiny, okay. someone always hits the uh, the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, know what, you know what's great about this air horn, by the way? It has no, like, somehow it has, like, a repeat built into it. So the more you slam the button, the more you get. So you can slam it as much as you want, by the way. I highly recommend we, look up the Bois horn on Amazon. Which is almost the same as the sample that's like in uh, in hip hop and rap music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, Hubon um, again, he refuses to like give in to these demands, um, but but the admiral um, he sees the seriousness of this and he writes to England asking for the money. Hmm. Um, so on on May sixth, uh, five days after Admiral this, who O'Byrne, Admiral oh, oh. Sir Don Arturo oh. O'Byrne, the spin the spin Irish guy. Okay, yeah, this, <laughs> the ultra Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't get your money, I will crucify myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Catholic. He's not a. He's the Catholic. I tell you what, guys. If I can't get you the money, are you okay with a novena? <laughs> you can come through we get plenary indulgence I can work that out with the church actually we're fans of whiskey can you get us whiskey He's just, I've, I'm picturing him as a Spanish man with a Scottish accent like Highlander 1 <laughs> Ramirez <laughs> so you're saying he's he's Sean Connery's character yeah. from uh, that's what I just said yeah. from Highlander 1 yeah Ramirez yeah. yeah now the thing is called uh, Spain we don't have that we're all Catholic there <laughs> I love I love my my Yumiko or whatever the name of his uh, his Japanese uh, Yumiko wife was <laughs> Yoko Ono. What? He had like a Japanese yeah, wife. Yeah, in, in the movie, in the he movie. had a he had a Japanese woman he was married to. I just wanted to let everyone know, her. by the way, that Highlander one. I, I didn't discuss this with these guys, but it's the official movie of the Trilateral Troika. <laughs> I thought it was Tommy Boy, but okay. Tommy Boy's good. Yeah, that's like I don't I know. That's like Highlander. what we watch between multiple watchings of Highlander. Ta- Tommy Boy doesn't have an opening segment that has a very homoerotic wrestling match. So, dude, you gotta have at least one. It's the '80s. Top Gun, Highlander um, one. Yeah. On on May sixth, the sailors they get in an, an argument with O'Byrne and about their pay again. It, it's around. Yeah, it's around this time uh, that that a mutiny begins to be formulated. Uh oh, he was uh, air horn. And <laughs> we're getting and off this ship. The, <laughs> and one of the men recruiting for this mutiny was Avery. Really? Okay. So he's um, a provocateur. Okay. And and later on, uh, a mariner um, from from Dove, England, named William Phillips would testify um, that Avery went, quote-unquote, up and down from ship to ship and persuaded the men to come on board him, and he would carry them where they should get money enough. So basically, join me, and you'll get paid? Yeah. Okay. 
Now, was that was um, that him it, making piratry promises? Well, it, it part of it was the fact that that you know Avery had a lot of experience and he came from a lower a lower social rank. Um, so a lot of the, the people sort of went to him cause they knew like, you know, this, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. It, and the idea is that they're going to force, you know, the, to them to pay them. Okay. On, on May 7, 1694, um, O'Byrne was scheduled to, to go to shore to sleep. Um, which sort of gave the mutineers the opportunity they needed in order to seize the ship. Is that a common thing? Like they would actually dock the ship and send you ashore? So they- well, they're they're still at like they're still at like docked in the harbor. Okay. Okay. Did just to take a um, nappy nap? I mean, <laughs> so he he's gonna go ashore. I don't I don't know what that entails. It might have entailed you know like a nice meal, maybe the company like, of a fine is it like, woman. Is it like mash? When they went to Tokyo or whatever, yeah, it's like they're they're gonna play golf with the geishas, yeah, you know, just being a hot tub with some geishas. I'm Hawkeye Pierce, yeah. Margaret. Um, and at 9 p.m. that night, um, Avery and about 25 of his men they they sort of take the the Charles II, um, and and they surprise the crew so they're able to take the ship. D- d- I mean, okay, okay. and the. And How the many captain people are of, usually on these ships. And the captain of the ship, well, um, because it's in shore, like not that many. Okay. Um, and and the captain of the ship, he's bedridden at the time, um, so the the mutiny just ends bloodlessly. So, okay, so our boy Henry Avey just rushes on this ship with twenty five people, and he's like, "Hey, this is mine now." And everybody's like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. Um, yes. What, what, I mean, one of the well, one of the accounts. Um, that they um, that that they had a password in order to get on was that a longboat pulled aside of the ship and asked, "Is the drunken boatswain on board?" <laughs> okay. And they but, they, mean, they joined they in. They know with the it. password though because they were part of their little caravan, weren't they? Yeah. Okay. Um, Every and, time and someone says, the cap- "What's the first thing that comes to your mind when someone says caravan?" Um, Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, Steve. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like a bunch of like wagons. <laughs> First thing that comes to my mind is the song "Caravan" by Duke Ellington. Oh my god! It's just or, a weird. Or that or like I've, I'm gonna mention a weird thing about myself. The word "caravan" is a weird word that if you say to people, they all have weird. They have different interpretations of what it is. Okay. Okay. Ask me again. Ask me again. Okay. You're gonna say snatch. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck am I doing? A caravan's got no fucking wheels. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, what comes to your no. mind when you, when I say caravan? Dodge, Dodge caravan <laughs> with the fucking wood paneled socks. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, you're out the bar one night and you want to look like a weirdo and get kicked out of the bar. Ask everyone what happens when you say caravan in their head. That's it's fine. You're gonna get some reactions. Um, so, uh. One of the the captains, uh, Captain Humphreys of the James, um, he he's also reported to have called out to every um, that the men were deserting, um, and they're leaving, and that that Avery replied back that he knew. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and then and then after this, um, the James would fire on the Charles II, um, which would alert like the Spanish authorities. 
Um, so Avery and his men sort of undock the ship and make for sea, vanishing into the night. Okay. Like just now, what happens uh, if David Copperfield? They're all just going to get slaughtered if they get caught, right? They just probably David Copperfield okay. that shit. Um, so after they sail far enough away um, to be safe. Um, Avery essentially tells all the people who aren't in on the conspiracy that they can go ashore if they want to. Um, and he, he also allowed to let Gibson, the, the captain, command the ship if he would join their cause. Isn't he still bedridden? Yeah. No, not bad. So not, he's not in a sick... Not bedridden. Sleepy. And And oh. what Avery said to Gibson is, if you have a mind to make one of us... We will receive you, and if you turn sober and attend to business, perhaps in time I may make you up of my lieutenants. If not, here's a boat, and you shall be set on shore. Okay. I mean, at least he did it not violently. He's given them the opportunity to back out. And the captain and several other sailors, um, they they decline to join, and and they go to shore. Um, And the, the only man who wasn't given this option was the ship's surgeon, and it was because they believed, you know, his job was too important to let him have a choice. Okay, that's fair. Gotta have a doctor for when those cannonballs come crashing, ball, crashing through the damn ship and somebody's got to get their leg amputated. Um, and, and all of the men um, on board the Charles II, um, they elect Avery to be the captain. Um, and and some, some would argue that, like, Avery was, like, much ruder in, in like, sort of handling the situation. Um but it ultimately, like, Avery handled the situation well enough that, that he was considered, like, genteel and generous, considering the fact that he let the people who didn't want to be a part of the mutiny to just go, like, to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and pretty much what, what he decided they were going to do is, is that he says that they're going to sail to the Indian Ocean as pirates. Hmm. Um, okay, and, aren't they in, like... So wait, so wait, so wait. Was yeah. it a bait and switch? Like, did they already, did they already sign up? And then all of a sudden, he's just like, "Okay, now that I've got you all here, we're pirates now." <laughs> well, well, he he sort of decides that their original mission was pretty much piracy, but he says instead of going to like the Spanish um, West Indies, which is sort of like you know like Puerto Rico, Cuba, those areas, mm-hmm. he's like, we're going to go to the Indian Ocean and we're going to be pirates there for ourselves. Which it seems like there's a, not a whole lot in the Indian Ocean. And well, actually, there is. And and he he sort of brings up the fact. Yeah, Ryan. He, Jesus. It, it, it's <laughs> there, there was another pirate. Sorry, who my, come my, up, my 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 knowledge of uh, 1600s. Uh, you know. You know when we hired you for this job, <laughs> you said your knowledge of 16 to 1700 shipping rights and like routes, rather, excuse me, and piratry were just above the pale. I thought. Ryan, I, listen, I was misinformed myself. Okay. You were a naval history guy. Yeah, you graduated from Yale with a naval history degree. Listen, listen, listen. It was actually, it's actually jail. Oh, well, jail. There's a jail. Well, well. All right, for for our listeners, there will be open auditions for the third leg of the trilateral troika. There's a. Uh, like, <laughs> there's actually a good joke where the guy is like. The guy's interviewing for a job, and the guy, the guy that's interviewing him says, it says here you went to Yale? And he's like, yes, I went to Yale. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, gets through it, and he's like, you got the job. And he's like, yay, I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid joke. Anyway. Um, 
And one of the things that is believed that, he, that, that sort of influenced Avery was that there was a, a pirate named Thomas II, who will come up later on, and, and he became like very famous and very rich from sort of doing piracy um, in the Red Sea. Okay, so Tom is like the number two? Yeah. Thomas well, he killed Thomas like, one in battle. So. T-E-W. He killed Thomas one in battle, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hear about Thomas two? <laughs> <laughs> he killed Thomas one. <laughs> he lost his arms in battle. It's like seven, eight, nine, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. <laughs> Listen, uh, for what it's worth, he's killed me. You had this, we've run into this problem before. Please don't, please, please, please don't let anything happen to your audacity anytime soon. Oh no, it's good. This is such a good. This is such a roll. No, it's one. good. I um, got plenty so of recording going. The the crew they sort of decide like how they're going to be paid, which is very common for a pirate cruise, is that things are decided like very democratically. Like pirates were usually terrible people, but. Like it was generally better to serve in a pirate crew than it was to serve on like an like an actual like official naval vessel, um, because you weren't subject to the same levels of discipline, and you also generally got paid better as long as you were actually you know taking ships. Okay. And the rate they agree upon is that every one of the members of the crew is going to get one share of the treasure, while the captain gets two shares. So for every, say, one coin that they get, the captain gets two. So it's like hiring John Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just as drunk. <laughs> Sorry, John. Oh um, and, and they renamed the ship from the Charles II to the Fancy. Um, and, and this sort of, like, it, it's sort of set to, like, sort of set out, like, what they hoped for the ship. Um, and then from there, they set out for the Cape of Good Hope, which is the the cape on, like, the southern part of, like, South Africa. Hmm. Okay. Um, so at, uh, at, at Mayau, at the easternmost part of, like, Cape Verde's, um, Sotavento Islands, um, Avery and his crew would commit their first piracy, uh, where they robbed three English merchantmen from Barbados of their provisions and supplies. Ooh, got um, and, and and on top of that, nine men from the ships were persuaded to join Avery's crew. And right now, Avery has a crew of 94 men. How were they persuaded? Like, a blunderbuss to the head? No, I think it's more just like, hey, if you join us, like you're, you're going to get like better money than what you're doing here. Okay, so it wasn't like you join us or we'll kill you? No, I, I think if that was the fact, they probably would have gotten more than nine men. Okay. Um... Avery then would sail to the the coast of Guinea, um, where he would trick a local chieftain into boarding the the fancy un, under a prospect of trade, um, and then he would um, he and his men would, would just sort of like take the the chieftain and his men captive and, okay. and take their their goods and just use them as like slaves on the ship. Okay. Um, and, and eventually um, they would. Um, they, they would travel along the coast of Africa, and they would stop at uh, Bioko, which was um, which was in uh, Benin, which was at okay. that time called the Bight of Benin, um, where they would have the ship um, careened and raised, um, which is where, or, or it's, it's like 
I don't know exactly how to pronounce it because it's a very obscure term. It's Razid. Okay. Um, and, and essentially what this is is that they cut away some of the structure of the ship to make it faster. Um, and the sort of the modifications they make to the Fancy makes it one of the fastest vessels in the Atlantic Ocean. Really? Interesting. Yeah, so, so, like they, so they, they mod took, the ship They took to the be- limiter off, basically, is what they yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> they took the governor off that yeah. bitch. They well, just, when you said careened, the first thing I thought was like the Fast and Furious drifting, like the. the well, yeah, that's, that's essentially what they do. <laughs> they they Fast and Furious this this vessel, you know, they're they're cheap, <laughs> they're they're like, their their ship Wayne is like Vin Diesel, <laughs> and he's just like come out, he's like all right now what I. Well, you did do mention they were in Corona. Yeah, <laughs> family's very important in Corona. <laughs> Lenny! <laughs> Avery! Um, in, in October 1694, they captured two Danish privateers um, near the island of, of Princep. Um, they, they stripped the ships of all their ivory and gold, um, and they welcome about 17 defectors to their ship. Okay. That's a lot. Um, that's, almost, 1690, that's almost 18. Yeah. So, on, on top of that, they're about at 111 men. Is a chi- is a ship starting to, like... God damn, that's like a little <laughs> fucking army right now. Right, right a little bit closer to the water now, because they got a lot of people on board. Yeah, yeah the water line's high, because they stripped out the deck. It was just one one fat da- fat pirate it's, that they brought on. It was fine until they let, like, uh, Lenny on. It's, <laughs> Someone throw Lenny off the plank. It's it's just the ship version of those cars that have the really small wheels and are really close to the ground. That like if they hit anything in the road, like they're total. Are you making are you fun of my slammed? ship? This is the biggest ship I could afford on my budget. Bentley's the fastest one in the Atlantic, though. In 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 sixteen ninety five, they would they would pass the Cape of Good Hope, um, and they would stop in Madagascar for supplies. Um, and after that, they would stop in the, the Comoros Islands, which is north of there. Um, they, they would rest and take on provisions, um, and they would later capture a passing French pirate ship. Um, and they would, they would loot the ship, and they would take on about 40 of the men um, to, to join them. God damn. What are they, like 200 guys now? They're, they're at 150 now. 150 about. guys, okay. A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. Is he gonna? St- is he gonna be able to afford to pay all his crew? Um, so, at well, they they just pay it as it goes. They don't have a set like monthly pay. It's just sort of like as it comes in. This is how it breaks. I thought down. they were uh, getting a direct deposit. <laughs> no, that was the old agreement that failed on them. Oh, the direct that deposit. Was, yeah, the, ba- system the bank failed. wasn't. Yeah, that was that was the old that was the old startup that failed. You know that that old that old. 17th century British Silicon Valley venture that, that didn't like come through. <laughs> it was their uh, what was the name of that company that would just rent out like office space? We work. Yeah, we work. It was like the the <laughs> British version of like we work from the 17th century. Oh my god. Um. So at, at Johanna, Avery writes this letter addressed to English ship commanders in the in the Indian Ocean. And it says, to all English commanders, let this satisfi- satisfy that I was riding here at this instance in in my ship, fancy men of war, formerly the Charles 
of the Spanish expedition who departed um, from Corona um, ye 7th of May 94. Being an M now, a ship of 46 guns, 150 men, and bound to seek our fortunes, I have never as yet wronged any English or Dutch, nor intend while I am commander. Wherefore, as I commonly speak with all ships, I desire whoever comes to ye perusal to the, of this to take this signal that if you or any whom you may inform are desirous to know what we are at a distance, then make our what? our entient <laughs> uh, flag vip in a ball or bundle and hoist him at ye mizon peak ye mizon being furled <laughs> I shall answer with ye same and never molest you for uh, my men are hungry stout I feel like that's something they don't and should they in exceed contracts my desire anymore, I know? cannot help myself they should probably drop that into like current modern contracts like I'll never molest you <laughs> I would sign way more paperwork <laughs> 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 so I want to say something about this uh, thing that you just said. So I'm I'm three beers in, and, and not normal beers, uh, Guinness Foreign Stout. So I'm like three 7.5 ABV beers in, and uh, I can't understand a fucking thing you just said. So these men were drunk 24/7. So they're smarter than yeah. they're smarter than me, right? I I think pretty much what he was saying is saying, look, guys, all the English guys, we know your fucking navy's great. Here's the deal, I got guns. I got dudes. I'm trying to just get rich. I'm out here trying to get that money. <laughs> I haven't fucked over any English dude. I haven't fucked over any Dutch people. And I don't plan to. Which but is which is not true. If you fuck me over, I'm going to kill you, basically. Okay, you just made a second well, candidate for the intro. <laughs> That's a second intro candidate. Well, what well what he well what he's essentially saying is that he doesn't want to mess with English or Dutch shipping. Because the English and the Dutch at this time are the primary powers in India. They're like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. They will push his shit in if he fucks around with England or the Dutch. So he's, like, That's he's, the only thing he's afraid of, right? Just yeah, so he's essentially Dutch, saying this so they don't bother him because he has bigger goals in mind. Okay, so he's um, basically so, saying throw your flag up. Yeah, let's know what you want and, and we'll, we'll leave you alone. Yeah, throw your number two in the air avoid them. if you did it on him. <laughs> and and the idea is is to avoid um, the East India Company um, because, like I said, um, they don't control all of India, but they control large chunks of India. So he doesn't want to get like um, uh, sort of mess with the British like company. Okay, the British East India Company. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's a bad fucking. That's a bad bet. Um, but yeah, those aren't the ones you want to get into. The uh, get into. Yeah. But largely, this fails. Um, the the it doesn't stop the English from pursuing him. All that for nothing. Yeah, the English um, are like, yeah, that's nice. Fuck you. <laughs> so in in 1695, he and his men set sail for the volcanic island of Perim, which is in the Red Sea. Hmm. Um, and, and the idea is that they're going to wait for an Indian fleet that's going to be passing them soon. Um, and the idea is is that they're going to attack this fleet. Because it's one of the richest like fleets in in Asia at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, because at this time, you know, India is is a focus for Europeans. You remember that the whole reason like Christopher Columbus left for 
um, eventually finding the Americas was because he wanted to get to India, um, because India is like rich in spices and other goods. Um, so these Indian vessels are not only going to have like trade goods that they can later sell, they're also going to have all kinds of riches. Um, and we will we will close out that the, this part of the saga of, of Henry Avery here as he Henry? waits in the Red Sea. Um, and eventually Avery. what what becomes a, a sort of like heist. Oh, d- dude, that's one of my favorite movies. Very underrated are movie, we, you know, Gene Hackman. So are we about to have a, a Snatch Ricky episode? <laughs> heist, Snatch, yeah. Ricky J, Gene Hackman. Oh, oh fantastic I, movie. I, is this okay? Is this going to be like an Ocean's Eleven type heist, or like an Ocean's Twelve type heist? Because there's a difference. It it's more of like a um, they they get a bunch of pirates together and attack this fleet. I, I kind of expect it to be like a Guy Ritchie movie, right? <laughs> where a bunch of like See, a bunch of like English guys and English pirates like meet up. Yeah, I think we should pitch this idea to Guy Ritchie. And like, <laughs> and like Thomas Thomas Two comes back, so like he's part of this. So like Sting could play Thomas Two, dude. Oh my! Let God. me tell you. Let me tell you this cast, right? Listen to this cast. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Heist, two thousand one, right? Fucking directed by David Mamet, right? Legendary director. <laughs> okay. Playwright. Yeah. I was gonna okay? say M Night Shyamalan. Starring okay. Gene Hackman, <laughs> Danny DeVito, Delroy, motherfucking Lindo, <laughs> Sam Rockwell, Ricky fucking Jay. I skipped what? Rebecca Pigeon because I don't know who the fuck that is. But that is who is Danny DeVito playing? He's in the movie. I'm not letting any of this movie out. It is a fantastic. If you, if it's, yeah, it's a great movie. if it's available anywhere tonight, go fucking watch it. Super it's, good. It's it's like that and like Heat are the best like heist movies. So good. Okay. Gene Hackman is just uh, he, he is. He's a great. He, he was great. I love. He's Gene singular, Hackman dude. He's singular. Tide. Absolutely, absolutely. Crimson yeah. Tide opposite Denzel was a great movie for different Gene. Anything with Denzel's good, even though I think yeah, you gotta have Denzel. Denzel, Denzel's like a Denzel's class. I think Denzel knows he's Denzel now, and that kind of fucks Denzel up. But I feel like <laughs> when Denzel was like, <laughs> it's, when when he was in the zone, whole when he was training day, Denzel. training yeah, day, like dude. All oh the way, my god, it's all the way from Glory. Did he win anything? On which that? is like one of his first big movies. Yeah, all the so. way from Glory. All the way to him saying like "poop butt ass" in uh, Training Day. <laughs> he said "poop butt ass." Yeah, there's one point in the movie where they're in the car and he like he does a fist bump and he says "poop butt ass." Dude. Yeah, Denzel got um, the Academy Award for Best Actor Dude, for Training Day. Training Day <laughs> is easily one of the best movies. Yeah, it's it's in the top it's, one. It's, it's in incredible. the it's in the top twenty. I'm gonna say as far as like crime movies go, all time. And I'd say top well, fifty all time because I've seen them. Yeah. I haven't seen as many movies as Steve. I'm probably not even a pimple on the fucking face that is the movie Steve's seen. But uh, yeah. at the same time, top hundred, so good, man. Speaking of movies that speaking of movies seen and I haven't, um, I watched the first Lord of the Rings uh, the other night. You never saw I've it. Never seen any of them. Never seen any of the Lord oh, of the Rings. Oh shit! Did you watch the? Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you what you should do with your time. And by the way, the reason we're watching, we're talking about movies, is because people pirate movies, so it's related to pirates. So Yar. the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is I kind of pirated it because I. I'll just like I'll leave in the part where you say I kind of pirated it, and then I'll just put this in. 
while you're talking about the rest. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, but so yeah, it took me forever actually because I wanted to watch them for a while, but it took forever to find a streaming service that had them. Did you, or at least had the first. Was it the one, director's cut or was it had two and three? Was it just the regular movie. I think it's just the regular. Because the movie. extended versions we watched, we watched all the extended versions, um, except the Hobbit movies because obviously not part of mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings uh, sequence, but. Yeah. We watched uh, all the extended versions. It took, I forget how long. Like, we started at, like, I think 10 o'clock in the morning, and we were watching them to like, 2 o'clock in the, in the morning. What? Yeah. The extended movies are the way to watch it, bro. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, I wanted to say it was 12 hours, but you say, like, 2 we went in out the morning, to like probably sounds about right, because it was more than, like, 4 got, hours. got stuff at some point, because we just couldn't do it anymore. Like, we needed a break from fucking Tolkien. Like, holy shit. I'm just, I'm very disappointed that Gandalf was made to be, like, such a big part of these movie series. I mean, spoiler alert, close your ears if you don't want to hear uh, spoilers from a movie that's two decades old. But how the fuck are you going to kill Gandalf off right in the first one? He's not dead, dude. It's so much deeper than that. It, you, I, well, he's not... Yeah, he's not dead. Well, Remember, I've never to, seen these before. Oh, to, okay. Well, you'll see. Yeah, I, I yeah. blew it for you. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, you you have to you have to understand that Gandalf. Yeah, let me put it to you this human. way, Gandalf. Gandalf let, let's stop because I don't want to ruin it for him. But um, I, it's not that Gandalf's not dead, but he never died on screen, anyways. How the fuck do you know he's dead? He definitely. He did not die on screen, dude. Remember, if, if a main character doesn't die on screen, they're not dead. Rule number one. He's uh rule number two, never if you're leaving a room, never say I'll be right back. How the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Like Henry Every, I'll be right back <laughs> five months later. I'm a pirate. <laughs> how ma- how many years between him leaving uh England and him and him become was before he was a pirate, Steve? How long? So they set out in 1693. I'm on the cup. And then he eventually becomes a pirate in 1694. <laughs> in less than a year. This guy had this shit. It was in his blog. It was on his live he journal. Was, he, he was like, fuck it, we're going I'm hard. done. I'm done with Otis. I'm becoming one. I'm finally, I'm finally embracing my dream boy. Uh. Oh my god. Hey, go watch the second Lord of the Rings movie so I don't feel like such an asshole. And, uh, yeah. On that note, we're out. We're out. Later. Later. Alright, later.